0: Thank you for joining us today on Positively Charged Biz. We are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. Thank you for joining us today on Positively Charged Biz. I'm Laura Brandeo, and I'm here with my co-host, Tonda Hall. And I am so excited for our guest today. And before I introduce this amazing lady... I need to start off with a bit of a backstory. A few years ago, I watched a YouTube video called Kindness Boomerang, and I was truly moved by this video. So much that I went to my board of directors at my mortgage company, and I implemented a focus group that coordinated charity and kind events for my team members to participate in. Well, this year, I decided that one of our events was going to be the Dance for Kindness that is run by LifeVest Inside. Well, I don't know about your organizations, but when you go to hundreds of mortgage professionals and you tell them we're going to do a Dance for Kindness event, I might as well have told them we were going to sing karaoke in costumes. But on November 10th, my team came together wearing their orange Dance for Kindness shirts, and I have never seen them happier. For months after that, they continue to beam with joy and ask me, what's our next kindness event that we're going to work on? Well, without any further delay, I am honored and excited to introduce you all to Orly Waba. She's an educator, entrepreneur, and a community activist. In 2011, Orly founded LifeVest Inside, with the goal to empower and unite through the power of kindness. Through Life Vest Inside, Orly encourages people to embrace the in- incredible power of giving and recognize that in times of hardship, kindness, like a life vest, keeps the world afloat. Life Vest gained international acclaim when Orly's award winning film, Kindness Boomerang, went viral receiving over 300 million views and counting, and propelled her to the TED Talk stage in 2013. And in 2012, Life Fest Inside initiated Dance for Kindness, a worldwide event in celebration of World Kindness Day. Groups from across the globe joined together to perform a kindness freeze mob, flash mob, to the same song, same dance, all happening on the same day. And the purpose of Dance for Kindness is to show that regardless of the differences in race, religion, ethnicity, culture, and background, the common thread that ties us together is kindness. Orly, we are so pleased to have you on our show today. And on Positively Charged, we'd like to start at the beginning. So please tell us Where did your focus on spreading kindness start? And how did it become your life mission?
1: Wow, Laura, let me just say how honored I am to be on the show and for all of your words uh, and how grateful I am to to be taking part in this with you. And my story really started back when I was very young. When I say very young, back when I was four years old. And as a four-year-old kid, I remember my dad tucking me into bed and my dad is a dreamer just like me in the positive sense. Always dreaming that anything is possible. And I always believed in my heart that there was something major I was meant to do in my life. I, I didn't know what it would be, but I knew that it was something big to bring people together in this world. I never understood where animosity came from. Why was there heat? Why was there so much division in the world? And I felt that I was meant to be a part of bringing people together. But when you're a little kid talking about changing the world and wanting to heal the world... People can look at you like you're crazy, and when you're an adult doing it, they look at you like you're even more crazy. But that passion has been burning inside me ever since I was a little kid, and through various points in my life, finally came to fruition, one of the biggest shifts happened for me in my, in my adolescent years, when I was 15 years old. So growing up, first of all, I, had, I was super self-conscious. I had very, very low self-esteem, a uh, very, very shy kid barely hear me speaking in class, even though now people are like, when do you stop talking? I don't understand. But I really wouldn't speak. And in high school, and when I was uh, 15 years old, the very beginning of the school year, a very, very difficult tragedy happened in my house. Probably the greatest thing that ever happened to me, even though at the time it didn't seem that way. We had a fire in my house, and overnight my family lost absolutely everything. Mm. And there wasn't the physical things that the fire took. Thank God we were all okay physically, but it's when you're home, you know, when you see your home, the place that you, you know, your safe haven goes up in flames, and all of your memories sort of go with it. And when you see your family unit start to break down, when you see your parents cry, those that you go to when you're in need, it does something to you that I really don't know how to explain. And it wasn't just the fire. It was one thing after the next. Sometimes when... Tough things come our way. They come one after the other. And when you think, okay, it can't get any worse, it gets worse. And my dad lost his business. One thing after the next went wrong, it was six years from when that fire happened that we all moved back into the same roof again. We weren't even all there at that point. You know, it was all over the place. But it was six years that we were moving around. But that first year was the absolute hardest. And I was a very positive kid. I always believed in the good of people. I always believed everything had a reason, you know, that God has a reason to everything, everything is meant to be. But when I fell, in during that time specifically, it felt like everything was falling apart from me. I remember, you know, hiding my feelings, I had my feelings for my family, for my friends, you know, nobody knew what to say to me. And I remember wake, going to sleep one day and just not waking up the next morning, and I sort of fell into a state of sleep. I fell into a very, very dark depression in my sophomore year of high school, and I I wasn't in school for several months, and during those months, not one person called, not one kid came over to say, hey, Orly, we miss you, where are you? And it sort of made me feel like, well, if I wasn't here tomorrow, would anybody even care? I do would anybody even notice? And that hurt more than anything, and I became so upset and so hurt. I was angry at everyone. I was angry at the world, angry at my family, angry at my friends, angry at God, angry at myself. I was just angry. And I didn't want to go back to school. I wanted to drop out of school. When I say I was in a dark depression, I'm talking about suicidal, dark. Wow. I didn't want to continue. I didn't feel like there was a reason to continue. And I was forced to go back to school after a few months, but I wasn't that same kid. I was the kid, you know, sitting in the corner, just, you know, all by myself. I didn't want to see anybody, I want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to be left alone And One not so special morning I was waking up and I was getting ready to go to school And I was looking in the mirror And I remember staring at myself in the mirror And the scariest thing happened I didn't see myself I didn't see that four year old kid looking back at me That kid that dreamed of changing the world It was like she was gone It was like somebody took her And that scared me more than anything I had no idea how I was going to pick myself back up I mean I let everything go and I made a promise to myself that morning, and this is a promise that I remember every single day till today. It's a promise that led me to my years teaching when I was a teacher in middle school. It's a promise that led me to start fest Inside. It's a promise that guiding me to whatever might be next that I don't even know of yet. It's a promise to be there for people the way I wish somebody would have been there for me. But more than that, to see people the way I wish somebody would have seen me, because really that's what we all want in this world. We just want to feel seen. We want to feel like we make a difference, that when we're there, we create impact. And I started, you know, trying to pick myself back up. I was two years from my, my sophomore year up to my senior year sort of walking alone in high school. not very easy, you know. But it afforded me the biggest opportunity. I wasn't no longer doing things because I wanted to impress that person or the other. I had the opportunity to fall in love with me for me, and that's an opportunity that we rarely get in our lives. Not just as kids, I'm talking about even in our adult lives. And I got to recognize just how awesome I am just by being me. And the minute that I recognized that, everything started to change. And I'll never forget this one shift that happened. In my senior year, we were on a, a seminar and we were in a circle and the teacher was talking about obstacles. And I did something I never did before. I raised my hand and I had something to contribute. And like I said, I was a very shy kid. This is not something I normally would do. And the weirdest thing happened. These kids that I used to be so super intimidated from were listening to me and then coming to me afterwards and asking me for advice. And what I began to realize is that the more I gave, the more I healed. And the more I gave and the more I healed because for the first time, my giving was coming from the right place. It was coming from a place of strength. It was coming from a place of abundance as opposed to a place of sacrifice, as opposed to a place of weakness. And there are different types of giving in this world. Not all giving is good. Sometimes we give, not that we our giving is fake, but sometimes it's not coming from the right place. And if giving feels like a sacrifice, I always tell people, stop giving and start to turn the giving on yourself because oftentimes we forget that we also need to give to ourselves. Kindness is also important to us. We don't recognize it. And only once a person truly loves and appreciates who they are sees their life vest inside of them, recognizes the value they have inside of them, only then can they really recognize the value that others have inside of them as well. That's how we really build a world of, of kindness and connectivity is not telling people just to go and be kind to other people, but remind people just how amazing they are. Because if you don't see it in you, if you don't realize that you're a piece of the puzzle, how can you see that somebody else is a piece of the puzzle? How can you recognize that that person... You know, if you don't recognize that your choices matter, then you're going to make negative choices. But if you realize that your choice matters, my goodness, how much you can change! And so from from there, I started getting involved in loads of after school activities and charity things, and I was mentoring at risk kids. And I started really getting involved and becoming the person that I that I am today. I found my voice—the voice that was inside of me as a four year old kid—but had no idea how to get out. It was like stuck and trapped. And suddenly, it had this ability to come out, and that's what led me to my years teaching. I was a teacher for seven years in middle school, the best years ever, ever. I love kids more than anything in the world because, honestly, that's how you change the world. And it's about, that's why I always say, I always want to remain a seventh-grade kid. Like, I don't want to get any older. Yeah. if you stop looking at the world through the eyes of a child, if you stop looking at the world through that innocence, if you allow yourself to become bitter and cynical, and how are you going to change? How are you going to create an impact in this world? And it was through the work I did with my students that life that's inside came, came to be. The name began during my years teaching. I started doing loads of kindness projects in my classroom. And again, it all stems from this concept of self-value, recognizing that the greatest issue that is facing society today is our lack of self-value and a lack of understanding that we matter, that we are significant and that we are all unique in our own way, and that we each have something to contribute to this puzzle that we call life, and kindness is the greatest tool to do that because if you stop for a minute and you think about something good that you did for somebody, okay, an act of kindness. What do you feel when you think about that? What do you feel when you do an act of kindness? You feel awesome. Absolutely. But the question that why do we feel awesome though? Why? Because,
0: because you got moment, to scene, you got to feel the goodness from them. Like you 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 know what I mean. Like you kind of get that off of them, and even. Even Orly, going back to the day that we did the Dance for Kindness at my office... Like I said, I had a group of stuffy mortgage people, right? That are used to processing <laughs> I mean, loans, right? Up. So they're processing yeah. loans and they're doing their day-to-day, let me get a pay stub and a W2 and a bank statement. And here comes Laura telling all of them we're going to <laughs> put on these orange shirts and we're going to dance and I'm going to bring in Yeah, I'm going to bring in people to record this and take pictures and the look on their faces was, you want me to do what? <laughs> what are we doing? I and I said, I, I promise you, we are going to do this together and you will feel great. And that literally I had people say to me, we should do this every day. Every single day we should get up and <laughs> dance and we should it. wear the same shirt because they smiled when they saw other people wearing the same shirt as what you were wearing, you were connected, you were part of something. And, and like I said, they were literally like, can we do this? Like maybe every Friday, maybe every Friday we can, we can put music on and we can walk through the building. And so, yeah, that feeling, I can't even tell you the joy it brought me to see my team smile and laughing and that. and then they were so happy to jump on those calls with their clients right no matter who called or what email or what they were working on they were happier they were sharing that a piece of that joy with our clients with the families 100%. they were helping
1: It spread it's contagious it's contagious and it's an energy that is given off it's an energy a wide dance you know the idea of dance is because you have to let your guard down yes. just to get out of your comfort zone and recognize you know why do people get nervous about dancing in front of others there's like this insecurity but the minute that you let your guard down and you step out of your comfort zone and you recognize that other people are doing it as well you let out this energy that's really infectious and that's the same concept of kindness that when you do that it really just it connects to people it really it just really releases endorphins it makes you happier. it actually chemically it makes you happier It makes you want to connect further. It makes you smile more. And that allows for the magic to happen in this life. Magic happens when we are vibrating at a positive level. When we are in the midst of doing good, when we are feeling good, more reasons for good come our way. And that's a very important thing because it's creating an awareness. We have to create that awareness of the good that exists even amidst the seemingly bad. Which of course, which of course, Orly,
0: we now have to transition into what's happening in our world right now, and we all know it's it's very hard with every day, week you know, period of time that's going by where people are social distancing, people are now working from home, you know, they're not going into yep. the offices and connecting and going to happy hours or having lunch together and things like that. And we we were speaking before we jumped on. You know, I'm a hugger. Tonda's a hugger. We we grow yeah, you know, the minute we nice see people, you. yeah, we all hug. And now that's different. So give us your thoughts yeah. on that.
1: So I have to tell you, it's, first of all, obviously what's taking place and, is a tragedy, what's happening around the world. Uh, people are dying. At the end of the day, there are people that are dying. It's it's a it's very much a big tragedy. But from every tragedy, we have to learn something. There has to be something that we take from it. We can either allow ourselves to fall into, into sink into negativity, because when, if we're going to continuously, and you know, I have to tell you, a few weeks ago, I was watching, I was like glued to the news. I was glued to the news. I was watching every single thing. And what ended up happening, I was feeling like garbage. I honestly was. I was feeling very down and very, very depressed. I just wanted to sleep. I was like so, t- and not liking me. It was very, very much not like me. And a friend of mine said, Orly, you have to stop watching the news. I said, and, I, and I'm not, you know, I'm not telling so much. I said, you know what, I have to. I need to take a break from this because, again, we, we work off of energy that comes our way. So if we're constantly looking into negative energy, now that doesn't mean that you put your head in the sand and make believe like nothing happened. That's not what I'm saying. But if we, if we allow ourselves to constantly be surrounded by that, it really can affect our mental health. It can affect our physical health. It can affect everything that's around us. So once I decided to make that change, and I said, okay, how can I channel this into something positive? How can I spread hope and connectivity in a time where we can't be connected the way that we're used to being connected. But I think what it's, what it's afforded people and what it could afford people if they let them are two things. There are two things to we'll learn from here. Number one, oftentimes we, you know, like you said, we go to work and we're doing all this work and we're, and we're you know, we're, we're progressing and we're achieving and we're accomplishing and we're doing and we're doing because we are doers. We're in this very fast-paced society. But sometimes the most important work is it work that doesn't require you to lift anything or to be on a computer. It's an inner work. Inner work is very hard work, which is why we can very easily not deal with inner work when we're very busy. Why? Because we have so much to keep ourselves busy that we don't think about the inner work. What do I mean by inner work? It's the work of the heart. The work of the heart is really important. The questions of who we are as a person, our character, our values, what we want to be important. Where, where, do we, where, do we want, where do we want to see ourselves in our lives? I don't mean in terms of our ambitions or our profession. I'm talking about who we are, the commonalities of who we are as humanity, as a person. And that sometimes gets lost. And here we are with a forced pause. It's not a pause like a vacation where, hey, I can go to the beach and hang out. No. It's very different. We're at home. Because when you do a work of the heart, you need to stop. You need to go inward, not outward. Generally, we think of work as being out there and doing, doing, and connecting things and people. But the work I think that all of humanity needs to do is an inner work. It's very important work. And unfortunately, it's something that if we're not forced, it's very hard to do. Because we're always going to find a reason not to do it. It's the, the thing that we procrastinate about the most. Because it's painful. It's painful to look at ourselves inside. Very. It's very hard.
2: But One I of our guests that we had on the show says, she has a saying about that. She calls it, I, you have to do the hard work and the heart work, right? Because yeah. working exactly. on the heart is hard work.
1: It's very so. hard work. It's the hardest work. And I think what it's also afforded us is the ability to become creative. Yes. And to <laughs> uh, How we can connect with people and actually appreciate the people in our lives, the ability that we have to connect. I'm telling you, when I was watching the worldwide montage video from Dance for Kindness that I just got this past week, and I'm going to be putting it live online, sending it out either Monday or Tuesday this week, okay? I had tears in my eyes. And I'm watching, I'm like, wow, just a few months ago, here we all are, people from around from countries all over the world, hand in hand, arm in arm, hugging, dancing together, and now it's something so foreign. How could something change? How could life change so drastically in such a short span of time? And it made me, you know, it made me, it made me sad, but not in, you know, downward. It also made me realize just how much, how grateful I need to be for the simple things, to hug somebody. It's a simple thing. It's so important to be able to connect with people in that way. And so I think that that's really where we need to put our focus and think of how we can continue to spread that hope and the connectivity irregardless. And that's what I've been really busy doing. I've been busier than ever with more energy than ever because that's all I'm doing, creating, trying to create digital collaborations with people from across the globe in all sorts of ways, whether it be through dance, whether it be through song, whether it be through prayer. I have lots of projects going on about that right now. And it's, and it's been really amazing to see people step up.
0: Yeah, and, and that we know... That's what the world needs right now. We all know that, you know, and and it's funny, we, we interviewed somebody last week, and she was a positive psychologist. And one of the topics we discussed was, at first, people aren't sure how to react like this, almost like... A grieving, almost like, well, I shouldn't smile or I shouldn't be positive or I shouldn't be happy because now is a time of mourning, almost like is what they're thinking. But actually, yeah. the world needs more laughter. The world needs more connection, 100%. more kindness, more happiness, more spreading of joy because we have to continue to enjoy life because we all have 100%. this gift. Right now.
2: Yeah. We always have to look 100%. at the blessing, right? Like, what is the blessing? Because I believe when we come out of it, and we will, and we don't know how long it'll be. But when we do come out of it, there'll be so much good that will come out of it. Because there will be people that, you know, just like what you're doing, Oily. you're like, you're on fire for, like, I want to create something different. And how can I create in this way? Because I can't hug someone. So how can, I, how can I do it differently? So, you know with what's going on, as sad as it is, and, and you know, it is very sobering and all of those things, but it's it's where do we want to dwell, right? Where do we want to stay and dwell? Because exactly. it is a time of personal reflection, and when we're doing that heart work right now, and we believe that we do make a difference, that's the start of it. We have to believe we make a difference because then we will pick up the phone and say something positive to someone else and ask them how they're doing, and you know, ask them what they're worried about and all of those things. I heard something something yesterday that I love because I have two daughters and I have grandchildren. And my oldest daughter's got three boys at home that are 8, 10, and 13 and homeschooling and all those things. And this person was talking about how, you know, every night sit at the table and ask each person and let the kids say what they're worried about. And just let them have that space. Like, don't try and fix it don't try and tell them it's going to be okay. Just let everyone finish, right? Have that space to talk about what you're worried about and then you can talk about, you know, the next night or when you're going to bed like address it and go, I understand you're worried about that, but it's like we live in a society that sometimes we don't ask and we don't
1: let kids or because even well, adults always express. we in a rush. Yeah. yeah. And we've had to we've had to slow down to actually listen to the answers that we of the questions that we ask people. You know, I I found that so many people reaching out, people that they haven't spoken to in a while, people reaching out. How are you? How are you? And it's people are people are reaching out in a different kind of way. Um, and I think I think that that's important. And it also helps to connect us. As crazy as this sounds, but you know, tragedy connects us as humanity does. It's very it's very sad. I'm not saying that we should want tragedy in order to connect us, but if you think about it, okay. The, the, I've said this before that the coronavirus. Knows no discrimination. It doesn't discriminate against you, your, your, your religion, your ethnicity, your color, of your skin, your gender. It doesn't. It's 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 everywhere, and I think that that's something that's very unifying when people from around the globe can come together and recognize a, a simple, basic concept that you know, at, at the end of the day, we are all human beings. And that there's there's a fragility to that, but that. We have to recognize that those other things that we think are so important aren't really that important,
0: right?
1: And it helps us to remember what's really important. And I think I, I think that there is a blessing to that, uh, I, I, you know. So it's been it's been really incredible. One of the things that I've done, I, and I just released this before this all went out. I didn't know. Yeah, this was like this was preparing for this. I developed um, I developed an app, a mobile app called Abraham's Legacy, and it's a social network for prayer and bringing people together from across the globe digitally through the power of prayer, and it's through the book of Psalms, which is read by the three major religions, and the idea is that people can come together and complete books of Psalms for the healing of others, and you are having people from all different places, from all different pathways, from all different, and, it, and it's really amazing to see people connecting in this very, very beautiful way. And we have an, another challenge that I was telling you about as well. Uh,
0: yes, tell <laughs> but, us. Uh, yeah, tell yeah. us about that challenge. I let's. let's oh my speak gosh! About that.
1: So this dance challenge. We, you know, like I said, I'm doing lots of digital collaborations, and people can sign up to take part in any of these digital collaborations. But one of the ones that I just released uh, yesterday is a dance collaboration, and really sprung from Dance for Kindness, and I said I want people to get happy and to be able to dance and yes maybe we cannot dance together in the streets like a dance for kindness but we all can dance from the privacy of our homes and spread that joy and spread that positivity outward and so uh we have a dance challenge where people can sign up and each person will get a portion of of the dance we're all in this together from high school musical one of my favorites one of my favorites i used to direct the the uh, plays in the school the middle school where i worked And the last play I directed before I left his high school musical was one of my favorites, one of my absolute favorites. And so it's a song we're all in this together, which is so appropriate for right now. We are all in this together, and we have to remember, and that's the idea of dance, that we're all going to get through it together. But we have to remain positive. We have to remain upbeat. We have to remain hopeful, because if we don't remain hopeful, then we've lost. that's That's how humanity continues. We continue because we continue to push forward through whatever adversity that may come that way. So people can sign up. And they get a portion of the dance to learn, and they record themselves and send it back, and we're going to be creating a, a worldwide montage with people from across the globe doing this dance, we're all in this together. It's going to be really exciting and
0: fun. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, I saw the the instruction video, the instructional video, and what a great job! I mean, she's phenomenal. You know, the instructor, yeah, and she really breaks it down very easy to understand. And I I think it's great. And and bottom line, you know, Orly, like like you said, I mean, we all have a choice, right? We all have a choice. Um, number one, I totally agree with you about turning off the news. We need to be informed. So you certainly should 100%. look at the news a little bit, like to get your information, but then turn it off. Of I'm with you because <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, yeah. me and Honda yeah. <laughs> have a thing about that. We don't. Yeah. yeah. We want a positive <laughs> yeah. in. Right? Yeah. It's
2: like, and I, I've been saying that I'm like, well, yeah, you do have to be aware, of but course. you have to decide what you're letting in. Right. And who you're listening to. Uh, that's a really big factor. That's
0: very important. Yes, but yes, then 100%. you have a choice. We all have a choice of what we can do during this time. Okay, I'm totally with you about the self reflection and and doing your heart work because that is very okay. important. And I'll even give you an I. You know, I. It's funny. Some people have their children at home and they're trying to think of how to keep the kids active. I actually have my elderly pan- parents live with me. They're in their 80s, and literally I woke up yesterday, and I said, you know what? We're going to make signs that we're going to put in the front of our house, so when people drive by, we're going to have different positive messages on them, and then we're going to get a sheet, and we're going to paint the sheet saying thank you to the health workers and we're going to put it up on the top of the top deck of the house so everybody sees it. I said in every single day we're going to give a positive message as people drive by. I said, now, I did that for two reasons. Yes, I want the message externally. But I'm also trying to keep my elderly parents that are stuck in the house, that cannot go out, they cannot go anywhere because I won't allow them to, and I'm trying to keep them engaged in positive activities because – you have to, right? We all have our choices 100%. to make. And and we can make a huge difference. And of course, encourage everybody to get creative and think about how to, you know, how they can make a difference. And that's why Orly the timing of you coming on right now. This is a blessing. This is the perfect time. for you to be here with us because your message always, you know, whether it was 2011 or here we are in this crisis in 2020, kindness should always be occurring and and spreading throughout because it's not just what that person's receiving, it's the gift you're giving to yourself. And I want to actually tell, I want to hear about the acts of kindness cards. And especially that, I love the story when you handed out the eight cards and the one gentleman that said, uh, please tell that yeah. story.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay, so basically I started these acts of kindness cards back when I was a middle school teacher and on the cards, on the front of the cards, it had an act of kindness. On the back, there was a quote about kindness. Different quotes. And these were things I was using with my students to show them how much they make a difference because I said, On on it said, perform the act and then pass the card on to someone else to keep the kindness going. And the idea is to recognize that when that card leaves your hand and it touches the hand of another, and then another, you create a ripple of positive energy that you don't even know where the end is going to go, where it's whose hand it's going to touch. And so at at the end of the eighth grade year, when the kids were graduating, I was very close to my students. I love them very much. It was so sad for me when they would leave. And I would write each of my students a letter. And within the letter, I would put in an act of kindness card and so, so that when they moved on to high school, that they remember who they are and they remember that their actions do in fact matter, So that they would make the right choices. So I thought I printed enough cards for all the kids in the grade, and I came in, gave all the cards out, and then I realized, okay, I had eight cards left. I'm like, all right, whatever. I just I misprinted. I, I printed extra cards. So I took the cards, and I put it in my bag, and I go back home, and it's June. It's a really hot day, okay? And I'm pulling into my driveway, and I see these people on the street that are cleaning the street. They're from a local, local prison, and they have to do hours, community service hours. They're cleaning the streets. And so I go into my house, and I said, wow, this is a really, is a really good opportunity. I'm going to go and engage in some kindness. So I go, and I, I get, you know, water and cups and all these things in my hands, like well, drinks to get to them because it's very hot outside. I said, wait a second. Hold on a second. And I take out the, the Acts of Kindness cards and I start counting the Acts of Kindness cards. And there's eight cards. I go and run through the window and I start counting the people outside. And like, five, six, seven, eight people. I'm like, oh my gosh. This is just perfect. This is exactly what it's supposed to be. So I run outside and like, they see me like, you know, this little girl coming where they are, like my little sack on. And I'm, like, I'm like, hey guys. They're like, yeah, what you want? You know, what do you want? I'm like, you guys are thirsty, they're like, yeah. I'm like, it's you want something to drink? Like, they were looking at me like, well, what, are, what are you doing? Like, why are you giving us water? I said, well, it's a hot day, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, you're thirsty, yes. Yeah? So I'm like, okay, this is for you. And then finally we broke the ice and started talking back and forth and, you know, laughing. And, um, and they said, you know, so I said to them, guys, can I please do me a favor? So they said, yeah, what do you need? I said, well, I have these eight kindness cards. And I told them that I was giving them out to my students. And each card has a different act of kindness. And you, you pass it on. You know, once you do the card, and I want to know, can I just distribute these to you guys? They said, yeah, sure, why not? So I start giving them out randomly. I don't, I don't know these people. And one of the biggest guys in the group, he holds onto his card, scrubbing and he, start, he starts tearing, And he starts screaming. And he starts, how did you know? How did you know? I said, how did I know what? Everybody fell silent. And he's hearing, he says, how did you know to give me this card? how did you know to give me this card? I said, I don't know why. What, what does it say? He said, for the past 10 years, I haven't spoken to my parents. And on my card, it says, call your mother and father to tell them how much you love them. Mm. And everyone just fell silent. Because ideas you know, we know what kindness is. We understand that. it's a, well, It's a very broad term. But when you give somebody something specific, suddenly their awareness increases to what it looks like. And the moment that their awareness increases, their ability to actually act upon it increases as well. And so these acts of kindness cards that we have, each have a different act of kindness on them. Something simple, something small, we have them for kids, we have them for adults. And the idea is to hold on to that so that your awareness can be increased. I remember I giving out cards to one of my students and on it, it said, hold it open for someone. And the next day he comes into class and he's like, oh my God, I'm oh not going to believe what happened? Be. I'm like, what? He's like, after you gave me that card, and it said, the open to somewhere. Everywhere I went, there were doors that needed to be opened. <laughs> there I, <said>, oh, no. <laughs> I, said, I said, okay, no problem. I said, you know, those doors were there yesterday, and they were there the day before. <laughs> but the idea is our awareness increases. We start training our eye to see the good, and then we can act upon that good. But we can't do that unless we train our muscle of our eye, which is a very important muscle to train. And, you know, that's what it's about. And it's a choice. We make a choice to see to engage or to keep on walking by. And right now when we are at our lowest in terms of our morale, our feeling with everything happening, when a person is at their lowest, they're at their highest potential. Right, We're at our highest potential to choose one way or to choose another. The question is, what are we going to choose? You're right. Yeah.
0: It, it's so it you know it's funny that you say that because that's what i'm noticing if you look at people now no one connects no one looks at each other anymore everybody is is focused down and and like it's like it's non-existent now because they're they're almost thinking there can't be a connection anymore because of social distancing and you're right and so what do you recommend with that Orley. I mean what what is your recommendation to to be able to Well I gotta tell you Yeah, tell us
1: several things. I tell you to think about ways this is what I've been doing. This is like really what I've been doing, I've been serving up my days with every single day for the past few weeks. Think about ways that you can spread hope, joy and connectivity. Doesn't mean that you're physically having to touch somebody. But you can come up with loads of ideas. Okay? Just the other week in countries around the world you had somebody, I don't know who it was that started it, I have no idea, that decided, you know what? At this time, they did it here in Jerusalem, they did it in Italy, they did it in Chile. At this time, we're all going to go to our windows and we're going to clap for all of the workers. Yeah, all they the, do
0: that in the New doctors, York. The they do that here, too. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> they did it so that it happened all over. That, that's an amazing idea. Yep. Uh, one one location, started in Italy, where people were going onto their balconies and singing and playing music. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I yeah, love that. taking part in... We just did a Heal the World project, okay, where everybody, we took the song Heal the World, we're going to come out with this, this video, is going to come out hopefully within the next week. And everybody got a lyric and they made a picture with it and they took a video of themselves from all the different countries and we're creating this digital collaboration with all these different 40 countries. We have now this dance video. We have, like I said, this, this prayer app for those that are connected in prayer and that recognize the power of prayer to really bring about positivity. There's so many ideas. And you have your own idea. It's there inside of you. Something small. It doesn't have to be huge, but something that you can do to share positivity, whether it's a project that you do that's on a large scale or whether it's something that you just do in your home. You know, a friend of mine told me that now what he does is every single day, he and his wife and his son sit at the table and they each share something that they're grateful for every breakfast. Yeah, It's a beautiful thing. It's something very simple, but it's very, very, very powerful. So it's about, it's not about the amount, it's it's about putting meaning back into the things that we do. Whether it may may be reaching out to somebody you haven't spoken in a while, somebody maybe that you've gotten into an argument with in the past. Maybe now is the time to make amends. Maybe we recognize and realize that what is the, the, the finding, the animosity, the division for? Is that what we want? So there's loads of ways in which, we can engage in positivity, and I'm going to tell you this. If you take on even one small act, it, again, it does not need to be like world-changing type of act. It's going to make you feel better. I, I can guarantee you this is something, this is a medicine that will make you feel better. Engage in spreading positivity, do something kind. You can grab a whole, you can, you can sign up for the Daily Kind. I send out a daily an act kind every single day with a positive affirmation or the Kindness Boomerang book, or anything that you find online, something that's positive, the minute you engage in spreading some sort of positivity, and again, it doesn't need to be physical. You need to just tweak what you're looking to do. It can't be in the same way. You have to figure out how to tweak it because you can't have that physical contact. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel very, very connected to people right now. I I don't feel isolated.
0: I agree. I don't
1: feel isolated. I've been home for the past two weeks straight. I don't feel isolated. I don't feel alone. I don't, I don't feel, I really don't. I feel very connected because every day I'm connecting to people. So there's ways to do it, but at the same time, take that time. Yeah, and alone. you know, it's so it's funny. I feel often. more
2: connected too. Yeah, yeah, I feel more connected too. I was uh, on a call Friday for work and I was talking about how it's interesting because I feel like I'm learning more. About people on a deeper level than I've ever known about them before because we were talking about one of the girls said, You know, well, I was on a call and I had to say, You know, it was a realtor. She because I had to say to him, You know, just excuse my dog, it sits on my feet and mm-hmm. it snores really loud. And she goes, You know, and other people have kids at home and all that. I go, But that's who we are, right? Yes. I mean, we're getting to see a con- connectivity of who we really are. Like, I follow a chef here in Phoenix and he's known throughout everywhere chris bianco he was voted like best pizza you know in the country and he's sent a video every day on instagram and just really sharing his heart and he's making a pizza and he's in his house and he's with his kids and he's drawing and i just i'm like wow i feel so connected and i feel like i know so much more about not the outside not the business not the you know what you do for a living but who you are inside and your heart That's what I feel like this is doing, right? It's bringing that reality of who we really, really are. And we're sharing it because we're being forced to share it. We've never been forced to share it the way we're sharing it now. And that's one of the positive things that, you know, this is bringing is a different way of how we're sharing ourselves. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, you know, I say don't underestimate the the power of the ripple effect. You know, I mean, even if you call one person and that one person got so much positivity or energy from you that they call only one person and that person, it's like, you know, like you said, you know, it doesn't have to be world changing. Just one, just one.
0: Yeah, and I I know, Orly, you had mentioned when you first started speaking and telling your story of how you, you got here. You said something that really resonated with me when you said that, everybody just wants to be seen and validated that they have a purpose in life and exactly. that is so powerful because you're you're right i i know what i've seen so much in my life is that people are trying to be like other people because yeah, they think that that that's what that people that's what want right that i yeah. i'll just try to be like that person but like you said exactly. Their uniqueness the people, and their gifts. Yeah, yes. that's what it's about. Because
1: the, the problem is is that if, we don't, if we're not going to be who we are, who's going to be us? Right. We're all a different, I would say, we're all, all a different piece of the puzzle. And mm-hmm. if you look at pieces of a puzzle, there are different shapes, there are different colors, but every single piece is the same size. You don't have one piece of a puzzle that's much bigger than another. It doesn't work that way. So if you're going to constantly look at the other piece of the puzzle and wonder, well, why do they have that color? And why is there shape like that? I want to be that shape. But then what's going to fit into the place where you were supposed to go? Who's going to take that space? Right. So instead yeah, of having people wake up every morning and be psyched to be you, I know it's not easy, by the way. It's not easy to be you. It's not easy because you have to accept yourself with your flaws and everything. But remember this even the guy that you look at that you want to be like, I promise you, they have insecurities, they have flaws. You just may not see them. So be excited to be you and recognize you have something unique that if you're not going to live you, then the world isn't going to be complete. You're leaving us with a lack because you aren't rising to who you are. You're trying to rise to somebody else's level. That's not where you've got to be. Wow. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that's
0: like, I, I, love I think that. that's the. the- the mic drop, like, like literally that's yeah. the mic drop right there is because it's so <laughs> true. I think that is as a society, I think everyone struggles with, well, you know, that person looks to have it all figured out. So I'm going to try to be like that person. But you're right. When you're not living up to your potential of who you are, what your role is, then you're leaving an empty space to where you are supposed to fit. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah.
2: No, I love that. In your TED talk last November that you did went, uh, about choices, I love the puzzle oh, analogy. Yes. It's so beautiful. Like that, it's thank like, you. I love that analogy because then, you know, that might be the one thing that people understand. It's like, yes, you do matter, right? Think about that. And the puzzle pieces, you said it so beautifully. I love it. So
1: thank you for that. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I, I do. And it's very, it's just true, but it's not always easy to remember. We all forget, by the way, all of us, even the most positive of us, myself included. We all forget. Nobody is free from forgetting it. but And it's okay to fall. It's okay to have those moments where we question, but we have to be able to pick ourselves back up and to remember that at the end of the day.
0: You're correct. And just so you know, Orly, your kindness boomerang book, right? The the book that, that you sent me. Yes. I literally use every quote to my daily email I send oh, out to my sorry. entire company, the daily quote goes out. So just so you know, so oh, I I just, love that. That I'm i sharing you so with happen. you, I'm just sharing with you that, see, it does go, it spread, it spread to I, hundreds I of that. people every morning. So I just want you to know really do, how much I, I, really I appreciate. appreciate
1: that.
0: <laughs> all mm-hmm. right. Really now, thank you for that. So Orly, tell us all the different ways that people can watch what you're doing be part of it. Get inspired by it. Just, awesome. you know, let's, let's hear it.
1: So I'll tell you first off, you can learn more about Life Vest Inside by going to lifevestinside.com and checking us out on all of our social channels. It's at Life Vest Inside. I'd highly recommend following on YouTube because that's where we post a lot of our stuff. Also, I'm going to give you my email address. And yes, I answer all my emails. Maybe I don't answer them that exact day, but I really do answer them. So email me to orleans, O-R-L-Y, at lifevestinside.com. If you want to take part in one of these digital video collaborations, whether it be the dance or whether it be a music project or I'm doing another project next week, so please do email me, and I'll be more than happy to give you the details. And if you're interested in checking out this app that I developed, it's for Android and iTunes. It's in English, Spanish, French, and Hebrew right now. So it's in four languages, the platform and the book itself. You can check that out at abrahamslegacy.com or on the App Store by going to Abraham's Legacy. Wow. Awesome. Wow, that's awesome.
0: Lots well, of great ways to connect. So
2: super excited
0: yeah. about that. All right. Well, Orly, the timing couldn't have been better. We truly, truly Thank appreciate it. Yeah, I know that you're. Very busy with doing all of these great things in the world. And we know we've got a big time difference here. So thank you for for also coordinating (laughs) this. We're we're in all different time zones across, literally across the world, not across just the states so thank you so much for that we we really do appreciate it and everything that you're doing you are truly an inspiration don't ever stop you are a gift to the world and we appreciate everything that you do and it means a lot to me i i will tell you personally i've been following you for years and just the fact that now we know each other and now we've been connected um i i'm sure that will last a lifetime so thank you very, very thank much. Thank you.
1: Your words yes. are truly, truly filled me. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Go ahead, Tonda. We're ready to wrap it up.
2: All right. Well, thank you so much, Oily. I, I mean, I can't say it any better than Laura said it. Thank you so much. You are a true gift to the world, and we're so thankful that you uh, were on with us today. The timing couldn't be more perfect, and uh, I always say God has a plan and a purpose, and today was our day for you to be on and spread your Love and joy and kindness to the world. So um, as Orly said, think about ways you can spread hope, joy, and connectivity uh, in this time. And we always say we're better together, but we're in this together right now. We're all in this together, and we are truly better together. So until the next time, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to connecting again. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Positively Charged Biz. I'm Tonda Hall. And
0: I'm Laura Brandeo.
2: We are here to motivate, inspire, and support our listeners as they write their life stories. Stay inspired. If you have an inspiring story, please reach out to us at inspired at positivelycharged.biz. And connect to us on Facebook at Positively Charged and follow us on Twitter at biz. Charged at B-I-Z-C-H-A-R-G-E-D.